It seems today that all you hear is boring podcast in your ear. But where is that good old-fashioned donut that we love and enjoy? Luckily, it's Donut Box, where every week we take a peek into our lives. It's the Donut Box Show. Hi, I'm Micah. And I'm Chris, and this is not Family Guy. This is the Donut Box Podcast. Well, Micah, we have hit double digits, surpassed them all on number 11th, the 11th episode, and I'm excited because we have a great lineup for this episode. What do you think about that? Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited from front to back to our from our old-fashioned donut and everything. We got a lot. So an update for our viewers. If you have not listened to episode 10, we have an update from the jail report. Now, we did a story about a man who got arrested because he was calling a TV station that would refuse to play his music, and his name was Lil Scrip. Micah and I looked up Lil Scrip. We listened to his music, watched his YouTube videos, and I must say, the TV show had every right to not play his music, not just because they were very vulgar, but because they were very, very, very horrible. I mean, the beats were pretty good. But the flow was just awful. It was probably some of the worst hip-hop rap music I've ever heard in my entire life. And his video was like him in a sound booth. But like it wasn't a regular sound booth because it was really dark. And then he had another like little video of him like doing something. I don't know what it was. It was very enjoyable. He was like dancing or singing along with the music or something. I'm not really sure what the secondary window of him was doing. But then in another video... He made a movie for himself, and it was all... And granted, these videos were from 2010 to 2013 time frame, but the this movie that he made was a series of four or five pictures that he put in Movie Maker just back-to-back, back, and they're like the most grainy flip phone pictures you could possibly imagine, and he just cycles these pictures over and over to this music. It was very horrible, but we're not here to talk about a little script. It's here to talk about the Donut Box podcast. Welcome back, Donut Box OGs. Welcome new people. If you're not familiar with the Donut Box podcast, we do a different donut every week, and we have a different segment, and this is an oldie but a goodie. This is one of our personal favorites. It is called the Old Fashioned Donut. And today's story is called Trunk Chicken, and you'll realize why in a minute. So, Micah... Please introduce this story for our viewers. So we were newly friends at this time. It was probably a few years into our friendship. And Chris's family asked us or asked me uh, to go with them to Atlanta because they had tickets to Six Flags. And so, of course, as a kid, I think I was probably nine or ten. Of course, this was a little bit older. You were... 12 or 13. I remember because I was going into my 7th grade here. So you were like probably 10 or 11. So I just remember going. And so we we get to Six Flags and everything. And I didn't really realize why. But we, we swung by the KFC before we went to Six Flags. I didn't get why. We didn't eat any chicken or anything. 
We just stopped by, grabbed the bucket of chicken, and proceeded to the park. And to be honest, nobody said anything, so I just I just went along with it. It was also, my parents did not own a big car, so we drove up there in a little Nissan, and there was only room in the back seat for three, but Micah was a pretty tall kid, and I'm sure that his uh, legs were crushed, and it was a very tight two-and-a-half-hour ride up there, but... And it was a big deal for my parents to even invite Micah because we were very like frugal with our money. So going on trips were um, a big deal for us. And for us, for me to invite a friend was a big deal. We got to the park and this was at the age where we were able and tall enough to actually ride a lot of the rides. So uh, and at that time, Goliath, which was the biggest roller coaster in the southeast uh, at the time was a big deal and so we were all excited to get on the Goliath ride and a try because it had just came out. It was huge. I mean it it was so tall that it had a red blinky light on top of it so planes wouldn't hit it. This just uh, for reference there. We were riding the d- rides, we were having fun and we actually got my brother who is very skittish to hop on a roller coaster. Now it was probably our fault because his first roller coaster this was it, but we got him to go on a wooden roller coaster, and those things are pretty, they'll mess you up, they'll mess your back. Well, and not just a wooden roller coaster, it was a, I think it was like an 80-year-old, it was called the Georgia Cyclone, and they've recently had to redo it because of how bad the track was, and it was pretty bad at the time when we went as well. So we were riding it, and my brother was not having a good time, so Mike and I were sitting in, in the front car of my my dad and my brother were sitting behind us and I just turned back and I look and my brother's sitting there crying and my dad's laughing at him because he's crying and I nudge back up like look my brother's crying my brother Matthew that was on the podcast a few weeks back um not to throw any shade out of I love my brother but all three of us were just sitting there laughing at Matthew because he was crying that was the best part we were experiencing the roller coaster we were laughing at his behind so it got time to eat and I thought that we were gonna like a normal family we were going to eat at the park, but no, my dad was like Julius from Everybody Hates Chris. He was very frugal, very cheap, and so we go out to the parking lot, and I just remember my dad was mad about something. He was booking it. Like Even Micah made a comment. He was like, your dad is booking it. I don't know. Something happened, and we opened the trunk, and my mom gets out chairs, and she gets out the cooler. Uh, of cokes and stuff and then she they proceed to bring out the chicken that has been sitting in the trunk since eight o'clock in the morning or ten o'clock in the morning when we first got there uh that we had purchased before we got to the park and this was like at two o'clock yeah this was like two o'clock in the afternoon in the georgia heat this is the middle of the summertime in georgia so it, it was hot it was really hot and i'm sure my dad's reasoning was oh it's really hot It'll be like a hot box. It'll keep the chicken up to temperature. I think it's like you have to keep it above like 140 or there's like a danger zone. Like but lower than 140 and between 40 degrees and 140 degrees Fahrenheit. But you have to keep it like at a decent temperature the whole time or otherwise it'll get bacteria. And we ate trunk chicken. And that's why that's why the story is called trunk chicken because my dad was so cheap that we had to eat this trunk chicken and then go back into the park. Like, nothing was wrong. And we didn't really think about it till years later. And we sat there and we were talking one time and just... Do you remember we, we literally ate trunk chicken 
and we didn't think anything of it, but, you know, this probably a little bit of help. It wasn't like the chicken was covered. It was literally just the bucket of chicken was sitting in the back of this trunk for hours on end, and we ate it like there was no, no issues with it. It was very unsanitary, but my dad was cheap, and so we ate trunk chicken instead of eating at the park like a normal family. I get it, though, because those park prices are super expensive, and then it started to rain a little bit, did it not? Oh, it did. Yeah, it started to rain. And we were sitting in the line for Superman. Or was that a different time? That was a different time. That was the time that we went without your dad. That's a that's a story for a different old-fashioned donut. My bad. That's another Six Flags story. But I remember we rode it. We had fun. We were tired. We didn't get sick from the trunk chicken, obviously. So I think my body's immune system is pretty good. I don't get sick that often. That's probably from withstanding the trunk chicken. I didn't get my stomach didn't mess up nothing and all the taco bell for all those years i'm sure it it built up a tolerance (laughs) i just want to formally apologize on behalf of my uh father god rest his soul but uh i'm sorry that my dad made you eat trunk chicken he's probably it's pretty good price i ain't gonna spend fifty dollars just to feed a family of five it was probably like more like a hundred bucks it probably would have been a hundred bucks oh i'm sure i'm sure and uh, the thing that I don't understand, and I just maybe just don't understand your dad's logic on this, but the KFC wasn't that far from the park. I remember it wasn't that it was it was right there. I mean, it wasn't that far. I guess he didn't want to have to pay for parking twice. Maybe cause... that's probably why it was like twenty bucks to park each time, and so he was like, "Oh yeah, we're gonna get trunk chicken. It's gonna be fine." And yeah, that's probably one of the most ghetto things that I've ever done. Is- and. I would like to just also reiterate how hot it was. We were in a black asphalt parking lot eating this trunk chicken. It's probably over 100 degrees. It was not a, a pleasant experience eating this chicken. And plus, you know, we're, we're two kids trying to get back into the amusement park. We, I'll be honest, I didn't really want to eat. I was just like, let's just keep going. Yeah, when you're out in the hot like that, like, you really don't want to eat. The last time we, me and Michael went to Six Flags, it was so hot that I didn't even feel like eating. I just wanted to. Drink some water and chill. But that's the story about the trunk chicken. So don't ever make your kids eat trunk chicken. I will not make my kids eat trunk chicken unless we're absolutely starving. But what is our next segment, Micah? Our next segment is the jelly donut, which is our jail report segment. And like we had at the very beginning, we had that update. But Chris has some all new special jail report for you here. So I have two stories today and they both deal with COVID and people get arrested over some COVID related issues. No, it's not because they wouldn't wear the mask. It's not because they wouldn't get the vaccine. These are very funny. So the first story happens in Connecticut and the headline says dummy forges COVID test to skirt hearing a Connecticut man with a lengthy criminal record was arrested for allegedly presenting a fake COVID-19 positive test result to avoid appearing for a bond hearing before Christmas. Mr. Jump, 31, who lives in Hartford, Connecticut, was arrested last Tuesday for forgery and fabricating physical evidence. Prosecutors argue he illegally fabricated a positive COVID-19 test notification to avoid a scheduled bond review hearing. Mr. Jump had been out on bond following his arrest in connection with a number of criminal cases. 
So, a review of the COVID medical records obtained through a search warrant revealed that Mr. Jump's MyCare account had been inactive and he therefore would not have received a test notification and I guess that's how they got him. So, what did he get charged with? What did he say? For forgery and fabricating physical evidence. So, they're probably going to tack on a few years or some time for that. I mean, it's basically like just lying to the police more or less and to get out of a bond hearing so he wouldn't show up. I mean, he, he did skip bond. Uh, he did skip his court date, and they take that very seriously. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they take any not showing up to court very seriously. You have to be very a, a part of the process for them not I guess they wanted to verify that he actually did have COVID, and that's why they did, like, the research and stuff. But I'm just thinking it's like, what made them test to see if the COVID test is actually positive or negative you know what made them verify that but i guess because maybe the severity of this case maybe they actually did verify well and you wonder if there was also maybe people in the past because i mean covid is relatively new but not so new to the point where maybe somebody had already tried that in the past made a made a bad forgery so it tipped them off that maybe some people could be forging positive test results to then skip out court and potentially put off their sentencing longer or whatnot Okay, so the second story, a South Carolina man was arrested Sunday for damaging property at a local doctor's care after employees allegedly refused to test him for COVID and they charged Mr. Coppy with malicious injury to property and public disorderly conduct. According to reports, witnesses say that he cursed at employees and intentionally damaged the lobby door. Officers estimated repairs at $200, which is not that much. I think that that's kind of a little overboard. They arrested Copy without incident at his home on Kershaw Street, Southeast. The suspect told cops he got mad at employees who refused to test him for COVID. According to reports, he admitted to yelling in front of customers and slamming the door. So they, uh, it says that the incident report does not explain why Doctor's Care denied Mr. Copy's service. Cops said that when he slammed the door in protest, a glass panel came loose and metal fell to the ground. How do you feel about this one? I'm really curious of why they denied him to to test, but same time, I think the two hundred dollar number is probably a little high. You you know when there's not much to go off of, but they want to get you in trouble. That they'll they'll kind of fabricate some things to make it a little worse than what it is, so they can actually you know because I know there's a number threshold to where it becomes a misdemeanor versus a felony or something like that. Well, two hundred dollars for a glass door in the lobby. I mean, that probably was not a big piece of glass, and I don't. I think that's like pretty low for glass repairs. Honestly, I to me, I think. Yeah, he shouldn't have cursed at them unless he was like threatening them, but I don't think he should have cursed at them, nor should he have slammed the door, but I think they kind of went a little overboard and well, well, did it say that the glass broke? Like the it just said it came loose. Did it actually it, like break? It's base Sorry. Basically what happened was he slammed the door, the glass was loose and the glass like just fell out and shattered. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Okay. Well, that makes that makes a little bit more sense about the price tag of it. I was just thinking if it was like he, he knocked it loose to where it was like rattling or something, and then the piece of metal was loose on there. You know, that's probably not two hundred dollars. Maybe if you replace the whole door, but still, he shouldn't have done that. Regardless, just go to another place to get COVID testing. Uh, there's plenty of places out there. He shouldn't have acted the way that he did. But to me, I think. 
I don't think he was intentionally trying to break the door. It doesn't sound like it sounds like he was just mad and wanted to slam the door and make a scene, which he should have handled that in a better way. I understand that he was upset, but at the same time too, he he is like I'm trying to get a COVID test and y'all are denying me a COVID test. I don't understand why. I guess I would be a little upset too. Maybe the door was already broken and somebody left it for him to to slam it and break. I wonder if you know from experience. I may have had an experience or two that was mentioned in a past episode that I'm plugging right now if you haven't heard it. Yeah, for all you new listeners, you should go hear the Broken Door Cinnamon Twist and Eminem episode. I think that's what it's called. It's like episode seven or yeah, whatever. Seven. But uh, I don't know. I, I feel like they went a little heavy on this, but I don't know the whole situation, so I can't really say. We're just reading the report. Um, and that's the jail report. Uh, COVID makes people crazy, act crazy ways. So I don't think that it's, uh, you know, right way he did. But anyways, that's the that's the jail report. And so for our next segment, we have the donut hole. And Micah, it is your turn this week. What do we have on the donut hole this week? We're going on a dumpster dive, Chris. We're going on a dumpster dive for some trashy shows because we love ourselves some trash TV, don't we? And so this week we're going to be talking about a show called Eye for an Eye, and it's a court show. Uh, have you heard of it before? Yes, I have heard of it actually on Thanksgiving. Yeah, not this past Thanksgiving, but two Thanksgivings ago. Uh, me and Micah and his girlfriend, we all watched Jerry Springer and watched Eye for an Eye. It's a great show. It's it's That's a wonderful Thanksgiving to have. Just watch some, uh, some nice people fighting. But Eye for an Eye. So let me go back to when I first watched this show. So whenever I was living in Augusta, uh, I had one of these bubble TVs and I just remember watching late night TV and this came on one of the local stations at like two in the morning and you know, special TV happens really late at night. If it's not an infomercial, whatever's playing, it's, it's going to be pretty good. And so I'm watching this TV show and I had seen ads for it. And it was eye for an eye. And basically it is a court show and it is exactly how it sounds in the description. The judge, instead of giving out money, reparations, anything like that, he says, you know what? You get to do X to the person's whatever. So for a prime example, there was one instance where it was like a quarreled lovers, right? And there was two people who were fighting and they were fighting over a car and one lady slashed the tires and broke the windshield and things. So the judge says, my ruling is you get this baseball bat to the other party and you get to take out $350 worth of damage out on this other person's car. So, of course, they're like, is your car in the parking lot? And they're like, yeah. So they go out to this parking lot and they just take this baseball bat to this person's car. And that's that's the ruling, and that's that's one example. I saw one episode where uh, this guy got married to this foreign lady. She was like a mail order bride, okay. And she, she he sends off for her, and she comes with this other guy who she claims is his her brother. Uh, turns out that it really wasn't her brother. It was uh, I guess her side piece or whatever you want to call it. Um, but they were doing a uh, coitus, uh, wham bam, thank you, ma'am, while he wasn't while he wasn't home, and he found out about it. And as reparations, um, the judge 
What's his name? Extreme Akeem. That is the Ex- Judge Extreme Akeem made what's the host name? Yeah, they he made Brad go take this guy on to the bar to go pick up chicks. And it's really bad because this guy was like super awkward. He was he was very socially awkward and the host Brad was trying to give him tips how to pick up women. And you could see him trying, but he was, like, very bad, and it was very dry, and these women just were not about it. And I don't know. I think it's a very funny show. It's fake, obviously, but I think that it's a pretty good entertaining thing to watch. And the thing about it is, you watch one, you can't just watch just one. Yeah, you have to keep going. I'm just going to talk about one more because it's great. Um, There was an episode with a grocery store manager and a a lady who is in one of those hover around or like mobile wheelchairs and the grocery store had kicked her out of the store because she kept running into displays. And so the lady was in court to try to get back into the grocery store, which obviously you're not going to court for something like that. But so the way that they said, you know, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to set up this obstacle course and you're going to go through the obstacle course and if the crowd deems that you are good enough to drive in this man's store, then you'll be allowed to be in the store. But if you hit too many items, then it's not going to work. And she ended up going around there. And of course she hit everything. <laughs> she hit all sorts of stuff. And so of course they asked the crowd and the crowd says, you know, she shouldn't be able to be in the store. And it was just, <laughs> you know, what's funny about this. You know who the bailiff is? The bailiff is Sugar Ray Leonard, like former heavyweight champion boxing. And uh, it's funny to watch him because you could just tell he's just being goofy. And I would love to be a writer for a show like that because I'm just like, where do you guys think of these court cases? Like, I don't know what. I'm sure we could think of some really funny. So if there's someone out there listening who has a, a, a production budget of some sort, we would love to write your stuff for you. We, we can make a court show. We can make all sorts of shows. And that will be coming soon on Trash Can TV. We have, listen guys, we have ideas upon ideas upon ideas. And hopefully some of those will be coming soon. I mean, we go to the bowling alley and we get, I guess that's our inspiration. We just, I don't know, we just get comedic material and uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So that's Eye for an Eye. If you haven't seen it, you might be able to find it on YouTube. I'm, I'm sure you're able to find it on YouTube. Any other place, you're probably pretty hard to look but if you want to look it up it's eye for an eye and the judge name extreme akeem i think you might be able to watch it like on classic mtv because they do sometimes play some of those shows and music videos so you might be able to find it hit or miss but there are a couple of episodes on youtube for free but that was a pretty good dumpster dive next it is the great segment where we get to rant about whatever we want and that's the great thing about having a podcast is Instead of ranting on Facebook, we get to rant because I know that you guys identify with us. So it's what fries my donuts. And Micah, what fries your donuts this week? Uh, what fries my donuts is when people don't listen. Listen, I have literally been in so many situations this past week where no people don't listen. And it's obvious people don't listen. You'll say something and two seconds later they'll they'll ask you a question in which you just said the answer to, and you'll say, so, and you know, they'll say, oh, well, what about this? Listen, I just answered that. And the problem is, a lot of these conversations happen in professional environments. 
So you can't full on say, listen, I just said that to you. Get the fat out of your ears, as a, a football coach of mine used to say. You can't say that to people. I wish you could, but you can't. The thing about it is, we all owe each other a common courtesy. Now, can we be attentive 100%? No. I'm even guilty of it sometimes where I zone out, you know, maybe something's not particularly interesting. So, you know, I tune it out. But if it's important and people are, you know, if it's an important person to you, you, you listen to it, right? You listen to what's being said. And so the thing that just really, really fries my donuts is when people don't give you that basic, basic human decency in, in my book, really. What'd you say? No, I'm just playing with you. Um, I totally get where you're coming from. For me, and maybe it's like a trigger of mine, but it really bothers me if I've like made plans to have lunch with somebody and they're like on their phone the whole time or like I'm talking and they just are on their, like they are like, oh yeah, and I'll be saying something, I'll be telling a story. And then they just pull out their phone and like, hold on, I got to get this real sick. I understand a, a business is business, but it's like, I don't know. It's like hurts me when they're just like on their phone, constantly checking their phone, constantly on their phone. And I think as a society, we have gotten our attention span is almost to literally nothing because we're so used to scrolling. Everything's like two minutes now. We're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And our attention span is like not even not even there. So I think people are also busy. You have to understand that people are maybe working on something. But at the same time, it's like, if I'm talking to you, I need to have your full attention so you can hear the words that are coming out of my mouth. But see, the the other thing too is the communication aspect. If I'm busy and I'm having lunch with you, Chris, and I say, listen, I'm also got this side project that's going on. I might check my phone. I'm listening to you and you make it full on clear like I'm listening to you. But if I miss something, I'm sorry, let me pick it back up. I mean, the thing about it, if you have to divide your attention like that, there are ways to do that. There are ways to do that, and there are ways to communicate and say, hey, listen, I've got something going on right now. Look, I'm going to I'm gonna be on my phone. I might look over here. I might do something. Doesn't mean I'm not listening to you. If I don't pick parts up, I'll ask the questions later. Sorry. Yeah, and that's the big part, communication. I've been like in counseling sessions or like meeting with pastors and counseling sessions where like we're sitting there and we're talking. I'm talking about like my deep stuff and then they just like, they just pull out their phone and like, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not going to talk to you about it. But it is important to have that communication. I like to look at the person whenever they're talking to me. That way they know, hey, I have my full attention. But it, you are right. It's like, hey, I just told you that like two seconds ago. Why are you not listening? And like I said, especially with kids nowadays, you know, their attention span is so short because they're so used to having everything, sensory overload. Everything's got to be moving fast pace. And, you know, I'll give you an example because I was talking about this past week. I've been working on a very large data set. I've been working on a lot of that sort of thing. And I won't go into that because that's really boring. And I don't even like talking about that. But we're sitting in a meeting and this data has to be absolutely correct. Like I've crunched these numbers. I spent a lot of time on these numbers. It is something that I've really poured a lot of time into. And you have higher ups who are literally sitting there and you say, now this piece of data, and you point out this piece of data, and you say, that's me adding this piece of data and this piece of data together to make this number. I've literally had it multiple times where something like that will happen. And two seconds later, they will ask you, now where did you get that number from? 
Where'd you, where'd you get this number from? I don't understand where you got that number. And you're sitting there going, I, two seconds ago, two seconds. I, I really, I full on explained it to you. I hate explaining it multiple times. I can't, I can't stand it. It makes me so mad. Well, uh, I, I, the same thing with me on conference calls. I'll be on the conference call with a whole bunch of uh, grocery managers because I work for a grocery store and he'll say something like, okay, Nabisco is going to be out of uh, Oreos until next week. And then he'll move on to the next point. And then someone will pipe up and be like, hey, so when is Nabisco going to get some Oreos in? And I'm like, bro, he just said that like two seconds ago. Are you not paying attention? Like, I hate when people ask stupid. I, I say in my book, that there are no stupid questions unless an unasked question. But that's a stupid question because you weren't paying attention. And if the information's there, it's there. So the thing is, be mindful. Be mindful because it really gives the tendency of burning people out and not and giving people the idea that they're not being valued or heard because and it's it's really simple and small things. Uh, I mean, for example, if if I'm not listening to you, Chris, do you feel valued in this friendship? If, if you say something to me and, and it's happened before, you know, it's happened before. Now I've come back and been pretty apologetic and feel bad about those sort of things because nobody's perfect. But at the same time, if I'm doing that left and right, being, you know, not very, being very deliberate about these things and not coming back and apologizing, are you going to feel very valued or heard? Probably not. I will just not give you my advice or my input because I'll be like, oh, well, he's not going to listen to what I have to say anyway. So why am I going to, you know, do that? There's there's a difference because when it comes to relationships, let's be honest, we've all had those moments where we've said, hey, we told our friends, hey, so-and-so isn't good for you. And that person's like, no, you don't know him. And then like two months later that they're like, so-and-so was a jerk and it's like i tried to tell you but you know like you said it's valuing that other person especially your friend friends your relationships it's important to listen um i always say this all the time and i'm gonna sound like my dad saying it but it was like god gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason to listen more than you talk so that should tell you something and that's a lesson i've had to learn over the years is i used to be the the chatterbox and not quite the listener but as you as you get older and as I've gone through the experiences of understanding being on the other end of somebody who's talking and talking and talking and not listening, it's it's exhausting and you, you definitely want to slow down to listen. One but, last thing before you uh, end it, it's a good leadership skill. Um, if your employees or the people that are under you can feel heard, then they're going to feel value. Even if, you know, all they have to do all they do is just gripe at you and you listen and you acknowledge their um, concerns and their complaints. They're going to leave that feeling way better because they say, hey, at least he listens. At least he cares enough to listen. Or even on the small tidbits. I've noticed like small tidbits. If you listen to the small things, you know, you have an employee or you know somebody and, and you know, my mom's hip, she fell and broke her hip or something like that. And they have surgery and whatever. And you know this, right? It's just a little tidbit about their side life and things. And you, they walk up to you and you go, hey, man, how's your mom's hip doing? That little thing right there is, oh, wow, that person's listening because 99% of the people out there, they might have said that to them, but most people brush by that kind of stuff. Yeah, and so it's good to listen. I'm going to say it one last time in my dad's voice so you get it. God gave you two ears, one mouth. So 
from boy you need to listen more than you don't so there you go well that was what fries my donuts so open open your ears get the fat out of your ears and um and it'll be good but now we are on to our mystery donut which is our improv segment so today we have an improv game we've done it before but we're going to do it again it is called Fortunately Unfortunately, where one of us starts with fortunately in a statement, and then the other one has to respond with unfortunately in a statement. Okay, I'm ready to go. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? You go first. Fortunately, I got next week off because it's the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to work all week next week because of the Super Bowl. Fortunately, I have vacation time saved up because I didn't spend it all trying to go to Disney World. Unfortunately, I went to Disney World and spent all of mine. Fortunately, I got some Mickey Mouse ears that you brought me back. Unfortunately, those Mickey Mouse ears cost me $30,000. Fortunately, you got you got that $30,000 from your liposuction settlement. Unfortunately, it didn't end up being that much because I called J.G. Whitworth and he didn't pay through. Fortunately... You can now call a big-time lawyer, and he can take this case to the Supreme Court for you. Unfortunately, I'm not living in the U.S. right now, so the Supreme Court doesn't apply to me. Fortunately, the feds can't come and extract you for that Miss Bond. Okay, so that's a point for me. Where where point system is one to zero. All right, I'll let you start first. Fortunately, I was able to make the last flight out. Unfortunately, you're going to have to sit on the runway for 30 minutes because of a mechanical failure. Fortunately, the flight attendant was nice and got me peanuts. Unfortunately, you're after having to fly American Airlines. Fortunately, the weather in Dallas is actually nice. Unfortunately, they'll probably still delay your flight because there's they always have weather delays. Fortunately... I got a tattoo at the DFW terminal at their new tattoo shop. Unfortunately, that kid just pooped his pants and you're going to have to sit next to him on the flight. (laughs) 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 All right. right. (laughs) Two to zero. All right, we'll do one more. We'll see if I can take a sweep. Yeah. All right, here we go. I'll start. Fortunately, they didn't get my order wrong at McDonald's. Unfortunately, the fries were really soggy. Fortunately, I can go to Wendy's because they don't have soggy fries because I watched that commercial that said they didn't. Unfortunately, their staff is understaffed and it's taken three times as long. Fortunately, I took some gas eggs so the Wendy's Frosty won't give me the craps this time. (laughs) Unfortunately... Wendy's was closed, so you have to go to Taco Bell. Fortunately, I don't eat Taco Bell, so I'm not going. (laughs) Unfortunately, it's the only place that's open, so you bet you're behind you're going. Fortunately, I got some ramen noodles at home. Unfortunately, they're expired. Fortunately, I can at least go to the grocery store because it's open 24 hours. Unfortunately... A tornado hit the grocery store, so no more grocery store. Fortunately, I'm actually out of town right now, so I don't have to go to that grocery store. Unfortunately, 
Every grocery store in every town got hit by a tornado. Fortunately, Uncle Joe is going to fix it so the grocery stores do open. Unfortunately, Uncle Joe died before he could get to the repairs. Fortunately... <laughs> you got me on that one because I couldn't say what I wanted to say. Alright, that was pretty good. Two to one. That was a good, fortunately, unfortunately. So, it is time for our eclair, which is our positive advice. And I'm going to go first. So for this eclair, my positive advice, um, I'm going to encourage you. I know it's overwhelming sometimes, um, not just with your dreams, but sometimes in big tasks when you got a lot to do, um, just focus on taking that first step. Take Focus on focusing on that one thing, um, because if you look at the big picture, um, it's going to stress you out and it's going to overwhelm you and you're not going to know how you get from point A to Z, but just focus on getting from point A to point B. And sometimes in life, you don't go from point A to B to C. Sometimes you go from A to F to H and you skip around and it's okay. Um, just trust that, take it step by step, take one little step. And I've told Micah this a million times uh, and the Bible says, your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And sometimes the lamp exposes and the light exposes the whole path. But sometimes you only have that little bit of light to where you can just barely see in front of you. So just make sure that you focus on one step at a time. You don't have to have it all figured out. You don't have to have it all done. If you can at least do one thing off your list, you know, and do attainable goals, do things that you can actually get done during the day um, and make that list. And when you check off that list, it'll be better for you, even if it's something easy as getting showered and putting on clothes. You know, sometimes that's the best thing for you to get your day started. So make sure that your goals and your things that you're doing and the steps you're taking are, are attainable. And so that's my positive advice for this week. Just make sure that it's okay to take it step by step. You don't have to have it all figured right. out. Rome was, wasn't built in a day, right? I mean, it, it took a long time. There's a lot of steps into the process and the steps that you take each and every day are building blocks of the foundation of your growth. So it's okay to lay one brick at a time. That's okay. My eclair is be careful of what you wish for and also it ties into the grass isn't always greener. So a lot of times it's easy to get into a mindset into an idea that if I was here, it would be so great. It would be so grand. And as much as it may seem that that is true, or even you may look into the past, and I know a lot of people say, don't look into the past. Don't compare yourself to the past. Don't don't think about what happened back then. Some people tend to idealize the past. Some people tend to think, wow, me in the past, that was the better version of me. No, no, no. The best version of you is sitting right in front of you right now. You're, you are the best version of yourself. We're all continuing to grow and we're all continuing to move forward. Be careful in where you trend. This is definitely a year of change and a lot of exciting things are going to happen. But at the same time, don't get overzealous when it comes to change and making everything anew because some things may seem like they're going to just be the best thing for you and they might not be. They might not be. And so there are a lot of things in life to where you can look at, like I have a move coming up and am I very excited about the move? Absolutely. And do I think that's where I need to be? Absolutely. 
but at the same time, it's not going to be perfect. And I have to have that honest realization with myself of it's going to bring on new exciting things, but there are going to be the problems as well that there normally is. It's like when you're a kid, you're like, man, I can't wait till I grow up. I can't wait till I grow up. I can't wait till I grow up. And then you grow up and then you're like, man, I wish I was a kid. You know, I wish I didn't have any responsibilities, no bills, none of that. And it's going back to last episode, stopping and smelling the roses and enjoying where you're at in the present. Because like you said, sometimes the grass isn't greener on the other side. Change is good and it's good to make those moves. But also know that there are always problems with that that come with it too. And that sometimes they're good problems to have. But don't, uh, you know, like you said, be careful what you wish for. And don't ever be mistaken too, because like you said about being a kid and everything, why is it to the point where when you grow up, you, you wish you were almost a kid? Well, in a way, I wouldn't want to be a kid again because of the restrictions and the things I couldn't drive around. I couldn't go eat what I wanted to eat. I couldn't spend, I couldn't make money. I couldn't do all this other stuff. But at the same time, I think about now and I have those abilities, but with added responsibility comes different problems and different tasks you have to accomplish and with greater responsibility becomes a you know a greater toll on you there's a lot more to go on i was waiting for you to say with great power comes great responsibility i was waiting for you to say that line but uh yeah definitely good stuff um we are so thankful that you're listening go and check out trash can tv i'm gonna plug it uh because the poster boy micah it's 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 my turn it's my turn to plug the website uh not selfishly i'm just kidding i don't care but go and check out our great website that Micah did. Uh, he did all the designs. He built it, did a lot of work, great on it, um, the, does the logos. So go and like uh, our social media pages. That helps us out a lot. Um, and go and rate our podcast uh, so we can see our followers. We love that you guys are listening, but uh, we love to see how many followers we have as well. And so thank you so much for supporting us. I truly say that uh, for myself and Micah. We, we could not be where we're at without you guys and it's only continuing to get better and so we're thankful for these small beginnings because you know when we get big we're going to remember you guys that you know did uh help us out and did listen from the very start and so we're so thankful for that uh michael you got anything else to add before we sign off i don't think you guys understand just how much we i mean when we get together we talk that's all we talk about we talk about i mean not all we talk about we talk about other things too but that's probably the first thing. Did you see the numbers this week? Did you see how many people are listening this week? It is truly a source of excitement and it really gets us buzzing. So we're so happy you guys are here. And I just wanted to add that. Yeah, this is our art. This is our craft. This is fun for us. I mean, we have fun, you know, planning out the episodes, uh, doing our improv. You know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, we joke around before and we try stuff out. And so we, we're just having fun and we're so thankful that you guys uh, listen to us while we're doing our art and doing our craft. So I hope that you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. Um, it's about to be February. It already is February. So enjoy uh, the second month of the year. And we're thankful so much. And I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And y'all have a wonderful, wonderful week. And we will hear from y'all next time. See y'all next week.